0: Welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a series of podcasts to help you build your resilience for a better life, both at home and at work. In fact, we're going to help you get your bounce back. There are lots of different subjects, people, and tools and techniques across this series, so please feel free to subscribe. Information can be found at personalresilience.com, and you can access other goodies and online courses and coaching, as well as today's show notes. In the meantime, please enjoy today's podcast. So, hi, everybody, and uh, welcome to today's podcast. Today is something a little different. As you know, uh, we're great believers in the sort of therapeutic elements of music. Where well, we think music's great, and it can relax you. It can inspire you. It's absolutely fantastic. And and st- today's guest, Steve Gilbert, is someone who has a unique idea about uh, music and the way it's and, and the way actually people can access it. Well, it's not his idea, but obviously he's here to talk about it. So, Steve, hi. Hi. So tell me, tell me how you describe what you do. Okay, so I I work as a volunteer.
1: Um, It's something I do in my free time because I've always loved music, and um, I'm a a city leader um, for uh, a community called Sofa Sounds. Um, The sofa, S-O-F-A-R, that stands for Songs from a Room, Um, and the idea is about having um, uh, gigs in people's living rooms and um, uh, you know public intimate spaces such as I don't know uh, coffee shops after hours, a gallery, that kind of thing. Um, with a, um, uh, an unknown um, roster of musicians and artists um, who are playing to a, a live audience of thirty to forty people.
0: Wow! So, so this is actually in, in people's homes.
1: Yes. Yeah. So the idea came about. There was two guys called Rocky and Rafe who founded So Far Sounds back in two thousand and ten, um, and they were a bit. Um, uh, disenchanted with the, the kind of music scene people right. go to big gigs um, you you see a sort of spot on the stage miles away on, in a stadium you can't really feel the music um, you see it on a big screen um, and or you go to a pub and music seems to be sort of background and incidental yes rather than people focusing on the music and, and enjoying it for, for what it is um, and so they had an idea so oh, well, you know let's get a few get a couple of bands together a few friends who we know love music and we'll put on a um, our own gig um, in, a, in a living room which they did um, and that was back in 2010 um, and now uh, six years later uh, we're live in 300, 300 cities across the globe um, and in the past 12 months we've put um, nearly 3,400 gigs on um, showcasing some 9,000 artists uh, globally. Some of those are well known so people like Bastille who kind of came up through the sofa ranks from the beginning Um, But a lot of it is is, great, brilliant music designed to move you um, that you just won't have heard of yet because they're they're bands on the up, they're local um, and they're they're sort of playing the circuit and they don't necessarily get the radio play. So part of our job is to um, give them a a platform, but also give an exciting um, uh, evening for an audience. Where they can sort of sit up close and personal with uh, great live musicians.
0: Wow! So I mean, I can imagine the thrill of you know, um, music in a small space. And I know there's um, there's a classical music um, organisation doing the same with classical music. And I know, yes. so you tend to focus on bands and gigs. So so tell us how broad that. Musical tastes and sh- it, kind
1: of it, it, it's about performance, really. So it can be anything. We have um, you know hip hop artists, uh, spoken word poetry, um, storytellers, jazz, uh, soul. Um, you know a, a lot of uh, guitar um, soloists, bands. Um, you know any kind of music really. Uh, we, we've had some classical as well. We've had some some instrumental um, violinists play for us. And what's quite we try and bring is a real um, diversity of music in an evening, so not just different types and different genres, but also from different countries, because it's a global network. Um, yes. You know, while hosting, I, I host the Winchester and so far, sorry, Winchester and Southampton so far. Yeah. Um, but I'm in contact with all the other city leaders around the world, and if a band is suddenly over in Europe for a few weeks, we'll speak on the network um, and. You know, we'll, we'll kind of share artists around. So, you know, we, we had a gig down in Southampton uh, this year where we had um, the lineup it was a local band from Southampton. There was an artist from um, South Korea. Uh, there was someone from Australia. Um, so, all over, and I think it's 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 really interesting because music is a an international language.
0: Yes.
1: Um, you don't have to, to necessarily understand the lyrics or the words for it to move you. Okay. Um, I, I think just to sort of bring that world stage
0: to your living room makes it even more unique. So you sort of got instrumentalist, you've got the audience, and you've got the host. So let's have a look at, let's say, look at the host first of all. So, okay, what's the typical host? Well, I mean, how? Well, who would be someone, a host? How would they get in touch with you? I mean, how would that? Someone
1: look? who's up for adventure uh, and right. with a reasonable sized room, because you're letting you know strangers into your house. Um, so it's not for everyone, but they are a very well-behaved bunch. Um, all the sofas I've been to um, in, in all the countries I've travelled to, you know, it, it's always that same. Uh, really friendly, respectful vibe. Both respectful for the music and for the um, uh, the person who's uh, giving up their their living room um, to uh, uh, you know as a, as a performance space. And um, so the, the way it would would happen is somebody would apply. Um, you go to sofasounds.com, yeah. which is our website, and you say, right, okay, I'd like to be a host. Um, that then pings a note to um, whichever city um, your your house is in, yeah. um, and we'll then get in touch, come and have a look at the space. Um, and yeah, it sort of gives you a gives you a, a unique evening. And people, I think there's, yeah. You know, although so far is 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 known, it's a little bit underground still. Um, there is private backing from Richard Branson in the last twelve months. So um, and he's helping us to sort of extend and expand, but still keep it very much at the heart of supporting live music. Yes. Um, but it's I think that kind of unknown element makes it a little bit exciting for people. It's like yeah. oh, yeah. You know, should I should I have yeah, you know, bands hosted in, in, in my lounge. You know, um, and, for, and for the guests that come, they don't know until the night that they arrive who's going to play. Um, so there's no no favourites. I think the mystery element of it is all part of the
0: excitement. Okay, so uh, whether so, you're
1: hosting or an audience member.
0: Okay, so you so you so I apply. Uh, you come and have a look at my space, and yep. then, and then 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 an evening arrives. I've yes. got I've got my space ready somehow. My living room's ready to. Am sure ch- And then an unknown audience pitches up. Is that, so the audience is right. matched to the to the event, and they apply yep. somehow. Is
1: people, people apply online again through safewalls. dot com. Ah. Um, you register. Um, you choose your home city, um, but that doesn't mean that you can't apply for other ones. So each month there's a uh, a global list of all the gigs. So let's say I was I don't know traveling to Barcelona. Uh, in January. Um, I could look on the SofaSounds website, and even though I'm, I live in Southampton, I could see, oh, there's a gig in Barcelona in January. I'll apply for that. Um, and then you get kind of put on a, a waiting list because um, uh, we, we get oversubscribed for pretty much every event. Um, and then if you're lucky, one of the ones that's picked, um, you then get invited through. Um, you you uh, pay a, a small donation online. Um, and then two days before the gig, uh, you'll get a, 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 no, a friendly note from us saying, Okay, it's on here here's where we here here's where it is and here's the time to pitch up. Right. Um, so you know the you know the you know the venue um, and the time, but again until you're right you don't know who's playing. Right.
0: It's, it reminds me of the old sort of rave parties of the eighties, yeah, and nineties you know, where we used to head to the end of at Manchester.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think there is an element of that, that. I don't think we've had any rave artists, although we no. have had a guy um, called Reaps One um uh, he's worth looking up on youtube if you haven't heard of him he's a, an incredible um human beatboxer and um i saw him at one of the bigger sofas in london and he i think his brain is actually being studied by um ucl um because they, they're looking at how he can parallel process because ah. he can so most of the sofar performances are um acoustic um, and involving you know, real instruments as well as vocals. Yes. Um, and yeah, there are some you know ones that sort of get you get your head nodding, but that, you know a lot of it's quite chilled. Yes. Um, and this guy reaps one. Uh, he was one of the artists at a, a big sofa in London, and um, he had two hundred people dancing just to him. Wow. And he he was laying down the bass. He was doing the the percussion, uh, the treble, um, and the vocals over the top of that all just with a microphone. It was unbelievable. If you you, you had your head turned away from him, you wouldn't believe it was just coming from somebody's voice. And so he he segments music into different parts and then uh, his brain can process all of those separate bits and make it all work. yeah, you know, just just with his mouth, it's,
0: it's it's quite quite something. So so as you say, we talked talked a bit about the host and the audience. So yep. so the third part is the the act, the acts or the the artists yes. or whatever you're going to call them. Um, so I'm, I'm imagining you the, you you are massively over people wanting to to um, to perform. I mean, is there a, like a quality audit on this, or do you get some?
1: We try and we try and rotate it so we have a mix of um, regulars and and newcomers. Right. Um, so if every if all the same people were let in each time, then yeah, that's that's no fun. Uh, and, and part of the uh, part of a Sofar evening is um, not only do you not know the, the the artist that you're going to to hear perform and see perform, um, but you don't know who you're going to be sat next to. And yeah, you might make a, might make a friend um, just from a from a gig. Yeah, there was there was one in in, in Europe where um, a couple met at a sofa gig. Um, and then uh, a year later, they got engaged at a SoFAR gig.
0: Oh, that's lovely.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's um, you, know, you, you, you never know who you're going to meet. And, yes. and quite, what's quite exciting is when you're sat down chatting before the, the acts start, the person you're sat next to, you're chatting away to them, and then suddenly, 10 minutes later, they get up because they're the first act.
0: Oh, fantastic. And so, you re- so it's, it's that intimate, really?
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a real, so straight off the performances, you have a chance to chat with, uh, with, the, with the bands and the artists, um, and it, yeah, it just brings that kind of human side um, to, to, to the music, and it's, it's great for the artists, because they get very uh, frank, um, heartfelt feedback. Um, it's a good place for them to try out new material um, you know, before it's released, because it's, it's sort of in a, in a small and contained um, environment, um, and you know, they, they say it's, it's a good way to uh, you know, test audience reaction to a, to, a, to a song because if it, if it can move a, a room of 40 people then um, it can probably uh, you know, fill a stadium or uh, uh, you know, convey that, that same sort of emotion and response um, if it you know, gets to radio play as
0: well. Yeah, it's interesting. I can see what's in it for the, for the, for the instrumentalists and the artists because you're right, it's, it's a real... It's like comedy circus, isn't it? Where you have a, a sort of raw, intimate audience and you can immediately sense the feedback really? and read the room. Yeah, so yeah. And,
1: also... and, and, and it's also great for um, uh, you know a great network for the artists themselves. Yes. Um, we've had quite a few who because the artists don't know who they're playing alongside right until the until the night as well. So there's a, there's the mystery element for them, and um, you know we've had instances where uh, some bands and artists have met at so far gig and then they've gone on to do a, um, a tour of Europe together. In, in more you know conventional um, uh, spaces right uh, so it's, it's a great way for for music musicians to meet each other um, and uh, you know collaborate on tour and even on on songs together
0: yes yes that's I consider I can see how you could almost get a, a group together from a bunch of disparate performers yeah. yeah yeah that's interesting and so what are the benefits for the audience because uh, um, I, I can see some but what would you what would you think the audience gets from this
1: I think it's the magic of live music because when you, you know, when you're sat that close and uh, an artist is, um, you know, pouring their heart out through their instrument or through their voice, mm. um, you, I think you feel the music as much as you hear it. Right. Um, and you know, people who come to our gigs, um, you know, they say that it it, it transports them to another space. Um, uh, makes them, you know, makes them feel relaxed. Uh, forget about the worries of the working week, because quite often our gigs are on, uh, you know, a weeknight rather than a, you know, a Friday or a Saturday. Right. Just typically a big night out. So, you know, we've got one this evening, for example, and that's a that's a Wednesday. Yeah. Um. And yeah, just, it's just a nice nice release from the from the week. We actually asked at the last gig, we asked people, um, you know, what does live music mean to you? Because uh, we're always interested to hear their views. Mm. Um, and we got a, you know, a real range of responses, some are quite short, someone said um, connection, escape, immersion and diversion, um, which I thought was quite, quite an interesting collection of words. Yeah. Um, and the other, Another person said it was a, a musical Polaroid, a snapshot of time, a unique in a moment experience, a release, joyful, live music makes me feel present, it feeds my soul. Um, and when people are sat there quietly and then they clap at the end in a way that Brits politely do, yes. um, you kind of get a feeling that they've enjoyed it because' they'll, they'll, they'll clap on their cheer and they'll maybe come along to along to another so far but actually seeing those those kind of words and comments written down you realize you know, how much it it, it does um, uh, you know, how much it does for people,
0: and it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's not just the—I mean, there's something about the actual, um, the the um, not just the noise of the music, but there's the, vib- the physical vibration of sound hitting a body that's really good. Yeah, but it's also this thing. It's a bit like the cinema, isn't it? Where you have this massively shared experience, and it's a really, it's a it's a very it's a very good thing to reduce stress levels to be in a room with the people, who all of whom are sort of occupied in the same yeah. task almost. I think
1: music is is more powerful than we, we actually think about. It was only when um, uh, you know I, I was asked to, to do this this, um, this this podcast with you that I really sort of stopped and thought about it. Mm. Um, and in writing a few things down, you're thinking, wow, yeah, you know, there, there's so much that um, is music impacts and influences in our lives. Um, you know, everything from you know our strongest memories um, from your know, first nursery rhyme to I don't know, the first dance at a wedding. Um, and the fact that hearing an old song can instantly transport you right back to a moment um, and creates very strong recall in our brains. Uh, I I think we store lyrics in our heads far better than the written word for example. I know songs off by heart um, that I haven't heard for like 20-30 years and it's all just there and I think um, if you look at how music is used um, in in lots of different ways. So you you know upbeat music that's used a lot in um, you know, physical training and exercise, helps us cycle faster, run longer. Um, and then you've got the, you know, the, the, the slower side of it, which helps us to switch off and actually you know, physically lowers our heart rate. You know, the, yeah. you know, the power of
0: music is, is, is pretty incredible. And I think it's no surprise, really. I mean, there's, there's actually a ton of scientific evidence to really support what you're saying from, you know, from the first times humans got together. They often use music as a, you know, as a bonding thing, but also as a, as um, as a way of motivating people to action, like going to war. I mean, drumming is one of the earliest, yeah. You know, it's one of the earliest things, that, the earliest that's languages like, we had in common, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: and, it. and it's a tribal thing, and I think it's, that's yeah. something that you you get a lot more with live music. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you because know, not only does it sort of. Pull you, pull you through a range of all sorts of emotions, but you know, it's about entertainment and experiencing the magic, experiencing the magic of a live performance. You know that, that feeling that you get, the shared buzz of an audience where everyone's in that moment together and part of the same vibe. I think that's what what people get out of um, you know, gigs of any size, really. Whether it's a you know a, a, a moment that just you and forty strangers have shared in a living room, it's um, a- yeah, you're right through to uh, you know a, a headline festival set that you'll, you'll you'll remember for the rest of your life. I think there's something about the way you know, one one band or one person's music can create a simultaneous reaction in thousands of people. I think that's you know pretty unique.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, we talk a lot in in resilience terms about having experiences rather than just, you know, rather than going out and buying something as a present and have it to for yourself. You go and get you know, you you purchase an experience. You have an experience, you get something that you remember forever because it's a visceral thing you do. And and I really see I and mean, I know we've got a friend in common who's um who's experienced this and she she talks about that element of it. She 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 can't forget it. It's yeah. in, it's in her, and you know she talks about it. she comes alive and she gets excited, and that's what experiences do to people, isn't it? So the idea of linking the music with the almost not like a community feel, but like a social feel in the room together, it's it's bringing two or three factors together, isn't it? Really, to I can see how I can see how you could walk out feeling either brilliantly relaxed or really really excited, and motivated, bouncing around, Re- renewed almost
1: yeah yeah and I think that, you know, the other part of it is around the um the connections um, so you know live music doesn't just you're not just connecting with a performance or an artist but also the social networks that that come yes. out of the love of the same music yes. and what that creates um, yeah there's lots of people that i've I've you know met at gigs or uh, in a nightclub we won't talk about those ones though um, and uh you know I think these days, as well, whether whether that connection through a shared love of a particular type of music or a particular band or artist, um, and whether that's face to face or through your phone, um, you know, that that's creating a, a really strong social bond, and, and I think you know, the more people feel part of a community, the more confident they are, yes. um, and the better sense they have of, of, of who they are, yes. um, and even when we aren't with other people, I think you know, music itself gives us company and makes us feel less alone.
0: And I can yeah. see now, in a funny sort of way, the more you've the more you brought this to life for me, it's, it's really interesting now thinking back on the host, because actually the host gets all of those benefits, but also that... Satisfaction of enabling it and making it all yeah. come together in a, in a sense that must be enormously fulfilling in a way
1: yeah it's kind of like a crossroads in that one one night is a very intense crossroads in people's lives mm. so you, you, you've got the artists that, are, that have come that you've never met before um, you've got the you've got the um, the, the audience um, you've got the volunteers like me that, that sort of choreograph and, and make it actually happen yes um, and uh, you know there's a that mutual friend of ours, the one she hosted, um, last minute, one of the acts um, was was struggling to find somewhere to stay because they come down from Manchester to play. Yes. Um, and uh, you know, I said to her, "Look, I know you haven't met them yet, but would they be able to stay at yours?" And um, being who she is, she said, "Yeah, of course, no problem." Uh, and you know, that kind of I think it made it even more magic for them and for her as well because yes. they, you know, they sort of after the gig, they had a good old chat. Um, stayed over there, breakfast in the morning, um, and then she said, you know, two days later she had a, a bunch of flowers come through into Flora, um, and uh, you know, from from the artist saying, yeah, you know, thanks ever so much for putting us up, and you know, she'll have that that kind of personal memory of of that act. Um, for the rest of her life, and I think that's you know, as, as, as valuable as the music itself.
0: Yeah, and I think those human connections are really interesting. So at a very practical level, so you yeah. talked about them being a, a room and a size and such like, so we'll talk mm. about that. So, but you also mentioned that the, the, there are some large spaces, and you mentioned pubs and things. So what's the sort of spread in terms of room size that people might have or they might consider yeah. doing So we, we probably don't
1: put on a gig for, for any fewer than an audience of 30. Right. Otherwise, you get to the point where there's more more artists than there are audience. Yes. Which can be a bit awkward. Um, and it depends on the size of the city. So we put on a gig a month in Southampton and Winchester, you know, oh, I, right. I kind of run across parallel across the two cities. Yeah. Uh, whereas, in you know, bigger cities um, like New York and London, they're putting on 90 gigs a month. Really? Um, so, you know, more than one a night. So on, on any one evening, there's, you know, three or four gigs happening across the city. Wow. Uh, and, and the bigger cities tend to have the bigger venues, um, but uh, you know we'll, we'll kind of take any size really. So we we had one um, in Winchester at the Guildhall last month, and um, that was a 130 people. Wow! Uh, still had that you know that kind of nice, nice intimate feeling. You got to chat to the artists in the breaks, etc. Um, but uh, you know personally for me, um, you know my the perfect so far is in a living room and it's 50 people
0: yeah
1: uh, I think that's the you yeah, know they're, they're all great but that's that's the sweet spot for me
0: that's some size living room I'm thinking yeah. that, well, I don't know to get yeah. 50 people in yeah. our living room but um, um and is there any is there any sort of financial implication or people are people getting paid I mean are there any charges happening how does all that work
1: so all the um uh people like myself do it for the love of music we're volunteers we we, we do this on top of our um less interesting pay jobs <laughs> and uh uh Outside of that, the the money that we we take um, for each so far in in, in advance ticket sales through the website, um, that goes to pay for um, the artists themselves. So we'll, we'll offer them. They either get a a video, and we, we pay a videographer to to record that, um, and th- that's then you know a kind of current musical currency that they can use. Uh, in terms of their own promotion because they've got a a proper so far edited video Um, or we pay them a flat fee for the evening and um, if they've come from you know really far fun places um, we'll do our best to help them with travel expenses too yeah. Uh, but we don't take any any sort of money or profit out of it ourselves. We we, we yeah. put all the, the all the monies to to go to support you know light live music.
0: And is the as the host expected to provide um, teas and coffees or anything like that, or how does that work? So no,
1: the um, far audiences are a fairly self sufficient bunch. They bring their own little cushions in case they're sat on the floor because there's not always a, a, a sofa or a chair for everybody. So it's quite common. Um, uh, you know, in, in the same way as if you go to a festival that you're you know sort of sat cross legged. Um, or on a blanket um, uh, and uh, people generally bring their own uh, drinks and food, but uh, often hosts will will put something on, uh, uh, they'll make cakes. Um, This evening we're giving away little um, uh, cookies, Christmas cookies uh, for our Christmas one. So there isn't an expectation that you have to sort of, you know, lay on a a three-course dinner for for people, Um, all all they want is a little bit of floor space um, and, and a good view of the music.
0: Brilliant, uh, St- Steve. I'm, I'm a I'm a convert. <laughs> that Sounds brilliant. And I, I, yeah, you know, you know, you, it, that's the great thing. You can.
1: You know, that's kind of how I got involved because I, I don't know how I found Sofa Sounds on the internet. Just having a a random browse one evening. I don't even know how I, I stumbled across it. Um, and I thought, oh, you know, I'll have a little look and see where my nearest city is. And I was really surprised that there was one in Winchester because um, it's been going from, from from fairly early on. And this was about I don't know three or four years ago. And um, I thought, oh, yeah, that sounds mysterious and interesting. Um, I'll sign up. And I uh, went to my first gig, completely hooked, um, went to a few more. And um, then, you know, for the last two years, I've been involved as a volunteer. And for the last year, I've been you know, running it, uh, you know, myself. And it's been great for me because I've, I've got to meet not only, um, you know, great new acts from all over the world, but also people. Yeah, you know, my my my, my so far network is something
0: yeah.
1: that I really cherish. You know, I know people in most European cities now, and far flung places around the world that I can't even spell. Um, but you know, there's people there that said, oh, Steve, you know, if you're passing through, make sure you, you drop in." Um, so it, it's it's really nice to to kind of be be part of something bigger.
0: So I, so I guess for volunteers as well you're learning some real brilliant skills as well and you know it's an inter, it's quite an interesting inter, you know in way for you guys into the music business as well if if that's yeah, where well, it gives, it gives,
1: it's if it's cuz I think the thing for me was I, you know I've always been hugely into music but um as a, a spectator and a, and a consumer rather than an organizer yeah and you know I wouldn't have the the confidence um to uh, or, or the you know to, to, to have a go at running a gig myself, let alone the qualifications. And the great thing is, as a volunteer, you can just try out a new thing. You can try out a new skill. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, and it turns out I can do it. And I've been you know, doing it really well for, a, for a, over a year now. And um, yeah, you know, that's that's given me a lot of confidence, not only in in so far in terms of you know putting on bigger gigs and being a bit more ambitious with with what we do in an evening, um, but That's kind of carried across into other areas of my life as well because, you know, let's say you're having a bit of a tricky time with work, with your day job, Mm. Uh, I know I've got this this oasis of so far and of live music where I can go and A, lose myself and B, have another forum in which I'm succeeding
0: yes and it's interesting you were saying that because I was going to ask you whether you thought that the skills from so far and the confidence transfers into your working life so you feel more because um, one of the big benefits of any sort of volunteering is to be able to use that skills in your traditional work life and it sounds yeah. like you can do that you build confidence in this which you can transfer into your real it, job as well
1: it, it definitely improved my um, confidence to go and speak to people yeah. that I don't know um, introduce myself because I, I used to be painfully shy but I now you know, stand up in front of the room and do the do the emceeing and introducing the acts. Yeah, um, and, and uh, Yeah, I, I think it also helps you to um, manage with things that change on the fly. Yes, good. Quite often there might be a you know I don't know an artist is running late and you have to change the running order or somebody pulls out or. Um, you know, there's quite a lot, no, it doesn't happen very often, but there's, there's quite a lot of pieces, and, and there's the, the possibility that something could go wrong, and you've got to mm-hmm. you know, be really um,
0: uh, you know, reactive and able to, to solve things quickly to still make, make it a success. Okay, well, I'm inspired. Um, tell me the. Spell out that um, web, website address for me again, please, Steve. It's um, sofasounds.com. So S O F A
1: R. Right. And then sounds.com. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, log on and uh, sign up and um, yeah, we'll hopefully see you in a, a living room near you soon.
0: Yeah, and, and, and from our perspective in terms of resilience, there's, there's, there are only winners from this process. So um, Steve, thanks ever so much today and um, all the very best for the future and I hope to meet you on one of those events very soon. Brilliant, okay. Thanks all so the best. All Cheers. Good. Bye. Thanks for listening today. I hope you found some value. Um, there are lots of other podcasts in this series, lots of different speakers, tools and techniques and subjects, so please subscribe and see what else might be helpful for you. Um, it would be smashing if you could pop across to iTunes and drop us a review. As I said earlier, we've got tons of information on our sites, lots of free goodies, ebooks, webinars and such like, uh, as well as some uh, online courses and specific coaching, sometimes from some of the speakers you've heard on these podcasts. So hope to uh, have your company again on the next edition of Resilience Unraveled. Bye now.